our legislators who were then uh, in separation and perhaps some discourse because of the melanation or lack of uh, in their skin, the, the pigmentation of their skin or their nationality. You're Indian or you're Muslim or you're the Jewish or you're something, whatever it is, right? Uh, I don't like you personally, so I can't work with you to achieve the goal that's for the betterment of all of us. Like, don't think that that's not really happening. The question that you and I, we the people should be asking, and I hope we are asking, I'm asking, is why? Why do we have, you know, elected public servants in office? We voted them in because we believe they could get the work done. They could do the job efficiently and effectively, cost effectively, right? We believe that. And so we voted them into the position to do whatever it is that, that they're doing. Senators, governors, uh, you know, uh council representatives, whoever, we voted them in because we believed that they could get the work done. And now they would sit there in those elected public servant seats and have divide because of racism, because of personal dislikes. I, I wouldn't even begin to tell you uh, the, 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 the things that offend me about people that I, I prefer not to sit at the table and have a five o'clock happy hour with. You know, I'm just not interested in doing that with with the certain uh, types of behaviors that human beings can have. Right. But I will sit at the table with the contracts, with the laws with the agreements, the codes, the Senate bills, the House bills that represent the people, I will sit at that table with anyone and everyone. And I will smile the entire time I'm doing it because I'm happy to have a seat at the table and that I can now be impactful and lift my voice. How's that sound for maturity? How's that for being graceful? Did we not look at each one of these elected officials that we pushed the button and pulled the lever and elected them into these seats? Did we not look at them and say the, and, and co contemplate and evaluate their level of grace and ability to communicate with each other and us, us, we the people? I certainly pray that we all did. I certainly looked at that. I took that into account. It was a factor. How about you? If you didn't do it on the last election, I promise you we've got some coming up, <laughs> right? It's official, right? It's official. We know who's running for the, the gubernatorial seat, right? In 2024, those folks have already come out uh, and, and they're, they're out and about amongst us. So if you see them, make sure you pull them over and have a conversation. Ask them a question about something that's important to you, right? So we already know who's doing that. Uh, at least uh, on one side, we know now the other people may drop their hats into that particular uh, pile, uh, right, to run for the governor for the st uh, state of Delaware. We know that uh, any just about anyone, I could throw my hat in. 
I'd probably get laughed. I would get laughed or chuckled out of the, you know, out of the house, right? But uh, even someone like me could throw their hat in and say, hey, I want to be the governor for the state of Delaware, right? Rochelle Wilson for governor. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I have to laugh at that myself, but I assure you this, I know nothing much uh, about all of the politics, you know, and, and booty kissing and all of that other kind of stuff. But I do know negotiations. I do comprehend contracts, right? Uh, I do recognize the law, I, I'm familiar with the law, and if I were governor, I would become even more familiar with the law, the laws that govern, right? I would know them. Like the back of my hand, how to spell my name, I would know it. And if I were governor, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I know that I never will be uh, the governor uh, or any type of politician or anything of that nature. I feel really like I would get laughed out. I would get laughed out of the uh, candidacy. But I assure you, there would be some big changes if I were a governor or a elected public servant. There would be some changes and they would be based on fair equality and the law, equal justice under the law, because I believe in that. I trust in that. All right. I, 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 I vote for that. Equal justice under the law. Right. So that's what I would do if I were governor. Uh, and so I'm looking for in the candidates who throw their throw their hat into this pile, who would become uh, the candidates for governor. Right. I'm looking at their personalities. I'm looking at their availability to the constituents. I'm looking at their ability to communicate uh, with grace and dignity and respect. I'm watching that. I'm paying attention to that. Right. And then don't forget, at some point, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start talking about who's going to be the president. Right. Don't we have to talk about that again? Won't that soon be coming upon us where we have to have those conversations and those dialogues? Who's going to be the president of the United States again? Who will it be? Uh, you know. So at some point, those conversations will begin. Right now, I, I can't even wrap my head around it, but I am paying attention to who's throwing their hat in uh, to be the governor for this particular state, the state of Delaware. Remember, here in Wilmington is where we have a very large population of black, brown, and golden people. In the city of Wilmington, uh, we, we dominate the city of Wilmington. Now, on the outskirts of Wilmington, when you, when you get right on the outskirts of Wilmington, you start looking at a different demographic, a different population, a different uh, pay, pay grade of people. And then, of course, we get to our Dover area. We only have three counties. Our state is so small. We only have three counties, and yet we're like second largest uh, incarceration population in the entire country, America. Uh, uh, I believe we're number two at that, right? So, you know, but when you start looking at these three counties, Wilmington or Newcastle County, right? And then you start looking at Dover, OK, uh, and then we want to get down to our Sussex County for here in the state of Delaware. Sussex County has a very large population 
of, of, of people who are of wealth. Sussex County, that Bethany Beach, Fenwick Island, uh, you know, Rehoboth. Rehoboth has a large population of money. A lot of our LGBTQI plus community uh, dominates the Rehoboth Beach area. And uh, they've got money. And if you've got money, then you usually have a little power and some influence. And so when you've got power and influence... I promise you, people who are candidates to become elected public servants, they want to hear what you got to say when you have power and influence. All right. So that's what's going on here in the state of Delaware. Uh, And then Pennsylvania's got some things going on. Uh, They're looking for the next mayor. All right. Uh, And so far, they haven't been nasty, like not totally nasty to each other. I don't like that. I think people who do the nasty, nasty, nasty campaign, it says something about them. Some people think uh, the nastier that you are, it shows more grit and more, you know, fight. Like you've got that American spirit to fight if you can be nasty and and just hurt your, uh, your opponent. I don't think that. I see things a different way, right? But but we already know the history, all of the historical facts and documentation of America, how it began, how it started, and how it continues to thrive even till today, to 2023. Today is March 8th, 2023. And uh, so that's my two cents on that. I want to take a very close look and I want all of us to pay attention uh, and really push and support our elected public servants. Let us support them uh, to get beyond the petty racial divides, right? And get the work done. Let's, 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 let's chime in. Let's dive in on the issues that are on the table right now for our public, uh, you know, public servants, elected public servants. Let's, let's chime in and really focus on where we're supposed to be uh, looking at things. We've got drugs, right, in our community that are killing people. We've got uh, the climate change. Don't even get me started on how, you know, what we're doing to pollute our air, our water, and our lands, Mother Earth itself, right? Uh, We've got gun violence in America. We've got, uh, you know, uh, all sorts of, you know, hunger and food insecurities, inflation, right? We've got uh, alleged the, the COVID thing and, and illnesses and diseases, diseases of the body. We have all of these issues that we need to be dealing with. Let's deal with them, even if not for ourselves, but for our posterity, for whatever hope we may be able to offer our young children as they come along. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's make sure that we do that. And so, uh, you know, I'm not going to take a lot of your time today, ladies and gentlemen. I got to tell you, it's a beautiful day outside. It's a little nippy. Uh, The wind is very brisk. It was very brisk last night. And uh, I'm not sure what the future will hold. You never know with climate change that's taking place. Let us give our send our prayers out to those folks who are in California who have never experienced so much snow before in their lives. Uh, My heart goes out to the senior citizens and the disabled folks, 
right? Who are snowed, literally snowed into their homes. Their cars are covered with snow. They can't get out and they're depending on neighbors and good, you know, good Samaritan community citizens to bring them a, a morsel of meal, right? And, and perhaps some bottled water. So my heart goes out to the disabled and the senior citizens who were snowed in California, if I'm not mistaken, it's San Bernardino, California. My heart goes out. My prayers go out to you. Uh, I know you've never experienced anything like that much snow in your life, right? That's a lot of snow uh, for anywhere, but certainly for California. So moving on from there, uh, really, really briefly, uh, wanted to speak to something that I've been doing, obviously, you know, uh, today, Wednesday, March 8th, I had started, uh, I had agreed with the young lady, Sophia Hughes, who was Miss Juneteenth, absolutely beautiful young lady, uh, was going to start her training today for radio. She was going to start training with me. I'm going to pour everything, my knowledge into her cup as best as I possibly could uh, to set her on uh, her journey for radio broadcasting as a professional journalist and wanted to do that starting today. Unfortunately, uh, the schedule got a little bit twisted. She did have practice today, uh, uh, another practice that she kind of overbooked. And so it won't be today that she and I start our training. But ladies and gentlemen, it is the, my heart's desire to do that with this young lady, uh, because as we grow older, there is an ex expiration date for all of us. Do not think that you don't have one. So you want to live your best life, live a full life, uh, be happy, be joyful, give that, share that with others, share goodwill and love and joy with other people, because that's really the best feeling uh, that you possibly can have while you're on this earthly experience, right? While you're in this physical body. Uh, so, but you want to share your knowledge and your wisdom, impart that upon the young people. And so Sophia is interested. I want to give, I want to be a part of her future. Uh, and in a way, as long as she continues to move forward or any of the students that I've taught journalism to, uh, media broadcasting uh, to, they carry a part of me with them as long as they continue that that trade and, uh, and the teachings that I have given them. They carry me on, I live on through them. So I'm so thankful for that and love doing that with young people. So looking forward to doing that with with Sophia Hughes in the very near future. Uh, we're going to reschedule that and get her time scheduled down, you know, uh, because my time is valuable to me. My time is valuable to me, right? Uh, if to no one else, it's valuable to me. And I'm learning that even more as I get closer and closer to my 60th birthday. Uh, I like to think of myself as sexy at 60, right? Uh, soon, soon come, as my Jamaican Islanders would say, soon come on, soon come. And uh, so, you know, that's coming. I'm definitely taking this time 
to do a lot of reflecting uh, and self inner motivation and meditation to find out who I am. Uh, do I want to remain that same person moving into my new solar year? Uh, or do I want to tweak and change a few things? You have a right to do that uh, before your solar year comes in. You have a right to tweak a few things and make some progressive changes forward, right? For your next time. So should I live to see it, uh, I want to be prepared to the best of my, my capabilities, uh, prepared for my 60th solar return, my soul's return. Uh, my soul has gone around the sun one full circle and should be approaching soon in just a couple of weeks. So uh, doing a whole entire 40-day fast cleanse, right? Doing all of the things with natural uh just mother nature's herbs and, and, and mother nature's, uh, uh, best way of doing things, cutting, cutting things out of my life and, and incorporating new and better things into my life that keeps me healthy and strong and vibrant, right. And keeps me glowing, uh, and in a good positive spirit and good energy. I mean, Hey, I'm human. Just like you, uh, every day is not a sunshiny day. Some days it's cloudy. Like there's a black cloud just just hanging there. Uh, but it's something that with will and strength and willpower, uh, and grace, almighty grace that carries me through that. And I'm back unto the sunshine and I can be my best, most bubbly self, right? My energetic self. <laughs> but there are days ladies that like a turtle, uh, I've got to go into my shell for that self-reflection, meditation, uh, and inner growth that I need to take care of. And I'm soon approaching that. So right now I'm doing a 40-day fast and a cleanse, spiritual cleanse, uh, as well as physical cleanse. You know, I'm still holding on to about a good 10, 15 pounds, right? I'm going to get rid of it though. I'm losing it little by little right on that belly fat because of the COVID thing. Like I'm still holding on to some of that. How many of you out there are still holding on to some of that COVID, uh, you know, stuck in the house in prison, right? Like how many of you are still holding on to some of that fat? Uh, after all of this time, it's 2023, right? So still trying to get rid of that cleansing out, definitely cutting red meat out of my life. Uh, and, and hopefully that's my little part towards helping climate change, whether or not, you know, it, ladies and gentlemen, there are eight, uh, was it 8 million cows on the plant? No, 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 no. It wasn't 8 million. What I have wrote the number down, but cows, cows are a terrible, terrible source of methane gas. And we've just got millions of cows all over this planet. I mean, farmers, right? They've got cows. So you can have a steak, right? Or you can have milk. So we've just got cows all over the planet Earth, and it is emitting so many high levels of methane, right, that it is actually helping to deplete the ozone layer, uh, continuing to cause the greenhouse effect. So we got to do something about the cows. Uh, you know, I've never been really super duper big on having a steak or hamburger, but I'm definitely done with all of that. No more of that is in my life. And maybe even though I'm only one person, I know there are at least at least one million other people have joined me or I have joined one of one million other people uh, in cutting steak cow out of my life. Right. I don't do milk or dairy anyway because of, you know, just 
for my own reasons. Uh, but so, you know, cutting that red meat out of the system, the human body does a wealth of good, healthy, nutritional uh, benefits to your entire system, your heart, your lungs, your digestive tract, uh, your colon. Like it's so important to not eat red meat, to not eat cow. And so I've cut that out that I'm done with that. No more of that, uh, at all in my life. Only did it a little teeny bit here and there, uh, but, uh, stopped doing that. And now I'm absolutely done with it. Not even a little bit will there be a hamburger uh, in my life. Can't do it. More fish, more poultry, and even going kind of light on the on the chickens and the poultry. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, moving forward from there, I do pray you're having a fabulous and magnificent. Uh, Wednesday, it's now time. Many of you are on the road. You're traveling uh, home or to the supermarket or you just picked up the kids uh, or you're dropping the kids off to their practices. Uh, I want to say be safe out there. Please follow all traffic laws. Please follow all traffic laws and travel very well and safely for your sake, uh, your children's sake, and certainly for the other travelers who are out here on the road as well. Don't make turns when you know that's illegal to make a U-turn or to turn. You can't do it. Don't do it. There's another way uh, just ahead. Please do it the right way. Follow the laws, right? So um, just wanted to share that with you. Just wanted to give you my two cents on the division based on uh, Boston City Council Representative Miss Tanaya Fernandez Anderson, who came on and, and really passionately exposed all of these, you know, racist divide in our government. And so I put the plea out to all of our elected public servants, please, please, officials, get the work done. Put your personal prejudices aside and just get the work done for we the people, because we the people voted you in those seats to do just that. All right. So please do that. Right. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you. We appreciate our public elected officials, our public servants. We appreciate you and we support you as much as we possibly can. So I'm Rochelle Wilson. Again, thank you so much for staying locked in with WHGE 95.3 FM. Uh, we thank you for allowing us to be your one and only black owned education and advocacy station for the city of Wilmington and the state of Delaware. We're the first to do it. No matter who comes behind us, they will be number two because we are number one. Thanks for staying locked in, ladies and gentlemen. I now return you to the amazing jazz here at 95.3 FM.